I have a lot of feelings because it's a platform. It's not just a chat app. It's a platform. I have a lot. I have a lot. Uh, of feelings about it. I hate you, Ian. <laughs> stop it. God, animal. <laughs> Welcome to Interface. My name is Andrew Blizzard, and with me today is Chase Musil and Ian Fuchs. Chase, how are you doing? You look like you're having a hard I, time. Is it because you spent all your money at the Amazon bookstore? <laughs> I wish I'd spent all my money at the Amazon bookstore. I'd be having a better time than talking with you two mooks. Hold on, wait. Before we start, I just want to say, in before Disney Magic Band. Oh, okay. God. You know, uh, it's definitely going to come up. <laughs> I think the Amazon bookstore is really cool. So, yeah, I went to the mall. In uh, in mall going in mall going fashion, I don't know. When was the last time you guys actually went to a mall? There's a good question. Most um, weekends, seriously, recently? Yeah, we we go all the time because it's a place to go and walk around. Oh, we have yeah. a nice like, out, a, like a indoor outdoor mall where like a lot of it is open air. Hey, ours is the same. And and so we like go in there. The Apple Store is there. Yeah. Um, so that, that has an out like, an outdoor facing entry. It's an. It's like every store is an outdoor yeah, facing it, entry, yeah, yeah. So, it's like it's, so it's like a big corridor between them. Yeah. It's all open air, so it's just a nice place to go and walk around. Like as weird as it sounds, their food court isn't like a normal food court. It's like there's so, like, like, so much more information about malls than I was sorry. So we'll go there sometimes, like on a Friday for dinner. There's a good donut place. So yeah, that's cool. So I love donuts for dinner on Friday. <laughs> that's right. I go to the Apple Store just to peruse, just to feel like you know what's going on. <laughs> Just yeah, to touch everything. Pretty That's pretty much oh it. God. So all the, products, all the Apple products demand that you stroke them. What you do is you go and just adjust the screen on every Mac in there. <laughs> drives the, the, the genius is nuts. You're that guy. <laughs> no. no. Okay. Do, are, are you aware? Are you aware? Real, really, just like a tangent on a tangent, because now we're here. We are. Did you know <laughs> that? Welcome uh, to two minutes into the podcast. That. Uh, <laughs> Every night before the Apple Store closes, they have to come back out and reset all the monitors so they're all perfectly equal. And not just that they're perfectly equal, they actually use the level on the iPhone and hold it up against the screen to make sure that the reading is exactly uniform and it's a, like within a certain number of degrees of each other. Okay, that's and funny then, like, because once I... they set them, no one can touch the computers. Like they have to, Everything has to be dusted, everything... So if you watch, so if you spend some time in an Apple store, as I have done, and watch them do things, they will, they'll, you'll notice they're constantly adjusting them. And I have never seen them do this before, but once I saw somebody break out, basically like a protractor, like a, a like a, a like an L square, but with like a triangle part on it to get the exact angle. So he put it behind the monitor and leaned it back till it was touching, and that was the, the, what he was supposed to get it to. Um, I, I, I think novices get that, and then you know the more senior Apple Store employees who already know how to do everything properly, they can just do it by touch. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> they, have, they have accelerometers or gyroscopes like built into their forums at this part. Or they're like, yeah, right. Their hand lights up. Well, so th- supposedly the reason why they do that uh, is there's a theory, be- believe it or not, that if you touch the thing that you're going to be experimenting with, then you already have like that physical connection with it, and so you're more likely to buy it. I don't right. know if I is there evidence buy to support that? that, but I There's, don't think so. I mean, I, I, I've heard similar things, um, and another thing that I've I've heard somewhat related to that is that um, 
they intentionally set the angle of the monitor so it's not conducive for using when you walk up to it. Uh-huh. So you have to play with because, it. Because, because, it because then you have to physically touch it. So then it further perpetuates that idea of like now you're interacting with the thing instead of like walking by and window shopping, you're actively involved. Man, I cannot find a single article that has a positive explanation of what the Amazon book still is. <laughs> well, I like so I, I like the idea of just talking about like the tech tech whatever physical shops or whatever. I think that's like a fun thing in and of itself. But let's let's start with Amazon now that we're have explored the very the very we've scratched the surface of the the Apple store. Um, I thought the Amazon bookstore was really cool. You know, you can clean that with toothpaste if you scratch the surface of your Apple product. And so I was in the mall in. As in the Bellevue Mall, which is like a that's a legit mall, right? Like it's a not quite Mall of America, but it's a legit mall. So you go in Bellevue Square, Bellevue Square, one twenty eight Bellevue Square, Bellevue Washington nine eight zero four. And so has don't be creepy. And we go there for the Disney store, uh, which should be no surprise. Uh, of course, <laughs> <laughs> as you do. And um, just, that's all for like your Disney wife. store. It's a whole other suspension of disbelief because you like walk into a store, right? Anyway. Um, I've literally never been to a Disney you store. Should, I actually am very You should definitely go to the Disney store. You have one within 20 miles of you. Yeah. Is it like a yeah, microcosm like micro of Disneyland and that is, kind of thing? Right, because you like walk okay, in and it's like fully – the atmosphere is fully transformed when you walk in the store. They've got like a viewing area. The employees are called cast members and treat you like the park employees oh at Disney. Okay. Anyway, okay. it's a thing. I mean, it's not, like, it's not like going to Disneyland or whatever, but it's a different experience. Right. You've been there, right? right? It's creepy. It's, it's not. It's not. <laughs> they genuinely like their no. jobs, and I'm so happy that there's people on this planet that love that stuff that want to like actually do a good job with it. Anyway, um, yeah. So going into the Amazon store, which is it shares a wall with the Disney store, so that's great. Um, the the Amazon bookstore, I was like, oh, they have one, and I walked in, and it was for me, it was just, it was a very strange feeling because Amazon is something that has only existed in my mind. If that makes sense, right? Like I've exclusively interacted with Amazon in digital ways. So like my, I know how to order off the app. I know how it works on the computer, right? We're all familiar with Amazon, but walking into it and it looks like a Barnes and Noble more or less, right? Don't get me wrong. It's not like some super transformative experience, but it was weird to walk into the physical manifestation of this place that it's, that it has existed exclusively in my mind. So that was like the first cool thing that I thought. Um, and then walking around, their end caps say things like books rated 4.8, children's books rated 4.8 stars or above, right? Or the most wished for items, like, or, you know, like the highest wish list items or something. So like, that's a, that's, that one's a those cool data, like Maybe not in this context. But, but the, data that, the data that they have that supports these like really cool in-store, um, you know, categorization efforts are really neat. There's an end, there's an end cap or the end of an aisle that was like near some of the physical stuff, and it said something like top-rated like fun add-on gifts or something. I don't know what the exact term was, but it was like a bunch of just like mm-hmm. quirky like like a useless like cat weight or you know some little you know, interactive light toy thing, right? Like it's stuff that I like yeah. you'd never go yeah. there, but apparently it gets amazing ratings. And then the, like the really nice touch with all of the products is that they've they've selected one actual review that a human wrote, not them, and they've they put it there underneath the product. So it'd be like, oh, my daughter and I love to read this book every night. It's been a huge hit in our house since whenever, since we got it. Dash Sandy, right, or whatever. So I just feel like there's a lot of really nice touches um, in the Amazon bookstore that you that you can't do nearly as well in other places just because of the wealth of data they have. So um, that's it. That's all I'm going to say about the Amazon book. That's our show, folks. Thanks for listening, subscribing, like, and subscribe. Um, 
So <laughs> all of the uh, the stuff that I've seen about it is mostly snobby old people from old media is complaining that it's hard to find the books that they want in there. And it sort of seems to be the situation. Like it, it these articles read like uh, I already know what I like. I don't need somebody telling me that a book is good. I can go find it myself. I don't I already know what I want. This book store doesn't have anything I want. Where's the new literary classic? But <laughs> And it's whatever. Go if you know what you want that's fine. The store maybe not be for you. I think what's really interesting about this is the opportunity to People like going to bookstores and browse, right? But I think a lot of people are hesitant to buy things because you look at a book and you don't really know what's inside of it. And so because they're taking all the recommendation stuff and applying it into a physical space, it has the potential to bring a lot more people into the regular reading fold. And then eventually turn into these snobby people who hate the Amazon. (laughs) Of course, those are the type of people that would actually write the review. But yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was cool. I thought it was a cool experience. I thought they could present present books and information about those books and the way they arrange them all in interesting ways. Um, mm-hmm. Even simple mm-hmm. things like having all of the Kindles lined up and able to play with them, like that's a simple thing. But again, like those mm-hmm. devices, I've only ever compared, you know, like line item by line item online. So, so I, maybe one thing we should get out of the way immediately is that, oh, excuse me, sorry, Amazon as a business is in the market of putting physical bookstores out of business. Like that's what they do. That's what they want to do. They want to be the number one place you go for a book. Um, and, uh, so then having there be a, 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 a physical manifestation of their giant amoeba like monopoly is kind of concerning. And so if you on principle want to support a mom and pop bookstore, you have to hate Amazon. You have to well, hate Amazon? But that's a, this is a, well, you have to be, you have to be dour on them. That's just what the internet tells me to do, Chase. I don't question. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not like championing um, Amazon. I'm just saying, I don't think you have no, to hate No, them. no. And. And I, I just that that just seems like something worth mentioning in the context of all this. But I think this is a really interesting manifestation of the internet in real yeah, life. Yeah, that's what it is. In a less toxic way than white nationalist rallies. Wow. So, <laughs> um, I I likened this experience a little to to like to Disney only in the sense that like I got this feeling of like wow I can't believe this is here and this is weird to see it presented. And then additionally, I was trying to think of another example. I'm like, well, I guess it'd be like. It, it makes sense to be like an amusement park thing because it's like in Harry Potter it had only existed in my mind, right? And then we went to Harry Potter World at Universal and it's like, oh, these things are here. And not that it's like super fun, you know, <laughs> in that same vein, but the idea that something that you have a very specific mental model of how something works, how it's organized, how the, what the devices look like and handle like, and you go and there's a thing that someone's thought, that thoughtfully put together for you is really cool. Mm-hmm. Which is not unlike the Apple store, right? Like in, or, or the Microsoft Store, or is there another one? Is there another you know, like tech? Uh, there's Best Buy. Well, you know what I mean. Yeah, so, but not another like first party. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, Samsung so you bring that up inside of Best Buy. That's what I. Yeah, so something like that. But that's so. God, it's, this, my God, I remember the Sony stores. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> remember, I, I think um, it's sorry. I, I think part of this that feels so weird is is really just that you're you're taking something that ex- that to most people exists in one segment of your life, one segment of reality. And all of a sudden it exists somewhere else where it hasn't previously. Yeah. And, and that, that, that feels super weird. I mean, it's It's like waking up one morning and finding the manifestation of this thing that once was just like this little corner of your life is now everywhere in real. Right. And I imagine it's, it's a similar feeling to how people felt 
when Amazon the Internet Store became a thing, when forever and ever and ever the only way to get books was to go to a physical bookstore and buy a book and browse, and that that Amazon then took it all online, and then for whatever reasons they have now, they're bringing it back into the real world and into real life, <laughs> and that now it feels weird because you're like, why would someone build a bookstore when I can just buy my books on the internet? Yeah, I would love to know. What the, like the overhead cost has to be pretty high. Right. I mean, it's a no, it's a branding no. effort on top of it, right? Like just. Just just to be clear on this, this is just an Amazon bookstore, right? This is not like just like Amazon the store. It is Amazon bookstore, yeah. Okay, so, okay, it's, like, so it's not like the, like if you look through their hot deals they have today, it's not like just a store full of that correct. stuff. Because I, could, because I could really use a foot massager right. and a new No, shower. it's not. What's the, what's <laughs> no, the store called that has all the tchotchkes like that? And like the... It's, yeah, as image. seen on yeah, TV. Something like that. Yeah, <laughs> yes, those stores. No, it is not that. They, um, that's what the little end cap that was interesting, like... Highest rated like add-on gifts or whatever, because that was like the uh, randoms. But it was a very small uh, little thing, like a tiny section. Versus, it mostly just looked like a Barnes and Noble. And they're just getting back to their roots of selling books. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't. Probably not. But in the, as the bookstore, yeah, they at least at least they focused <laughs> and didn't like. It, I'd rather see a bookstore done well than in like an Amazon Dollar Tree in the mall, right? With just like a bunch of random <laughs> stuff everywhere. Yeah. yeah. So it used to be, I think, that you know Amazon was this convenient way to get books. And look, you can get free shipping. It comes in like two days. It's really great. It's fantastic. And now it's sort of the perception has transformed a little bit towards it's weird. They're tracking us. They know everything about us. Um, and that I guess it's really what that is. It's like the internet advertising and tracking economy in real life. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's like you're reaping the benefits of that in real life. I don't know that you're getting much mileage. Like, real life people are so noisy and hard to track that, you know, internet activity is so much easier. And they have all this body heat and hair. It just makes it so gross. So gross. Gross. (laughs) But yeah, I don't know. So that's, I just thought it was an interesting experience. And like the fact that they could, like, just do those cool categorizations and, you know. Yeah, that's really neat. I mean, there's there's a lot to be said about having the power of, that much data and then being able to use it to categorize Seriously. things in a physical space. Yeah, I mean, space. people are like different, different big brick and mortar stores, you know, and they have their own online data, like something like Best Buy or Target, right, or Walmart. But um, there's plenty of stores that are like a Nordstrom's or something, right? And they've got online an online presence, right? You can shop online, but they're still also coming up with ways to, you know, collect data in store as well. And you find like, like the Bluetooth tracking from like section to section is really like that didn't pan out the way that people thought it was going to, as far as like accuracy. Like, I don't know how long I'm sitting at an end cap, but what's turned out to be right. pretty good is right. like, you just put a bunch of Wi-Fi extenders in your store and then you have like regions and you can tell where the, like, you know, where device activity is. It's funny you brought up Nordstrom's cause they're rolling out this new thing where they're basically taking all the clothes out of a store and you do, I don't know exactly how it works, but like, and they're replacing it with like coffee and restaurants what? and a bar. What? And so the idea is it's much closer to like a personal shopping experience where I, I, but it's, it's this weird sort of online offline hybrid. I'll I'll post the article in the, uh, the show notes, but like generally the way it works is that you, I think you make some selections online and then you go into the store at a given time, you make an appointment. And then when you're there, they have this person there who's got everything ready to go and a couple of sizes and styles that are similar. And then you try it on and work with that person to find something that you want. I think the idea is then, like, you come with your partner. Your partner can do their own thing. They can hang out in, like, the coffee shop or something like that. It's an interesting concept. And they started doing it in, I think it's Seattle, actually. Um, 
and uh, knew somebody in that area. Yeah, right. Someone who could get some a field report live on <laughs> the ground. Hot from Nordstrom's <laughs> next time. Um, and so the idea is like it's it's these brick and mortar stores sort of finding a way to compete with the instant online stuff. It's changing the experience, um, right? Like clearly one is winning out. So if you're not going to change, you're going to die. I mean, more or less. Right. right. And actually it's Taylor and I were talking about this yesterday. Um, a lot of places like uh, uh, Target and Best Buy and stuff like that are doing like this curbside pickup stuff where you can like buy it online, pick it up in store. Like that's a really interesting way of trying to compete with Amazon. Um, and even Amazon is doing like that hour delivery thing, but you can't get everything there. And sometimes I just need to get a bunch of stuff at Target, and I don't want to order like toilet paper and a clothing rack and a bunch of other stuff on Amazon and wait two days for it to show up. It's a, it's weird when you need toilet paper in in, in minutes. twenty minutes. And <laughs> you have to wait two days. I think I'm gonna make it right. twenty minutes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I need it now. Sounds like poor planning on someone's part. Eh, well. You know. <laughs> Happens to it does. It does. Um, yeah, I don't know. So interesting, interesting changes, interesting ways to to change your experience, sort of, you know, get something different, get some different mileage out of it. I'm not convinced that any of these, like, bizarro physical store things are, are like, the solution. I'm sure, in my opinion, the problem is so much more, like, deep-rooted in what it means to go into a physical space and interact and not like, I prefer to get coffee and have a, you know, a personal shopper or something. Well, I think it's people finding the value because for a long time, the only way you could buy something was by going to a store where there is a big room full of stuff. But now we have warehouses and Amazon and online shopping. So you don't need that. So they're trying to figure out what is a physical space actually. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And there's some stores that have survived, you know, have done better than others right after this. Like, all those like mm-hmm. Sam Goody, right? Like nobody knows what Sam Goody is anymore. Um, but Sam, Sam Goody, F Y E. You know F Y E is. <laughs> record? Yeah. Tower well, records? I mean, so these are stores that sold CDs, right? No, I've been to them, no, been to them uh, okay. before. Yes. God, what's a CD again? <laughs> anyway, was that so the like, square one with the little slidey? <laughs> that's thing? yeah, that's it. It's the one that's called zip zip slide and um you'd go to oh my goodness (laughs) jazz disc um jazz disc anyway those stores like those were clearly not a good solution relative to the online shopping experience but there's some like clothing stores that i would assume do better like they're still in business and sam goody's like this weird split it's like something could only exist for a very short period of time when cds were popular enough people were buying them everywhere and you could only sell things in a physical retail space it's a miracle they even were that's true that is that is absolutely true Anyway, so yeah, fin- like the big question is like, what is retail good for? Like, what is the re- retail experience good for? Um, Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I went to Sephora with Sarah when we were in the mall, and I just like walked around and followed her because I had no interest to be in Sephora. But I know that it makes her happy. The Chase, your skin. <laughs> <laughs> they, had, they had my shade. I'm a little more olive. Yeah. Oh, they did. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's good. That's good. I noticed your foundation hasn't quite been matching your neck lately, so I hope they fixed that up for you. Uh, they couldn't if they wanted. <laughs> um, I, I think I think a big a big switch in this. Um, trying to get back to the the original premise, um, is more and more people prefer to buy online, but I think that there's also a certain part of the model that. Um, that requires 
Sorry, did I distract people, you? That people desire to see something physically before buying, and and like you hear all these reports now of like how yeah, how point. best room how Best Buy has become the showroom for Amazon. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. I want to buy a new TV, so I go look at it at Best Buy and see if I like it and see how I feel about it, and then I go on the internet and I order it and have it shipped to my house, so I don't have to load it in my car, so I don't have to drive it there. Like it just shows up and I'm ready to go. Okay, here's a quick like, it saves me all the headache, and I don't have to pay the markup typically. Okay, really, really, really <laughs> so, quick. So if you're when you're in Best Buy or Target or whatever. And you go to look at the Amazon price on your phone. Uh, do you feel shame? Answer in one, two, three. Yes. Nah, you guys suck. Not at all. <laughs> no, I don't do that. I, Not even a little I, bit. I, so I used to feel really bad about it, and I'd like make sure there was no employee in the aisle. <laughs> <laughs> right, and they can't do anything. What are they going to say? Like leave and don't potentially shop here. But it's just, I just felt Get bad. Out. Get out. Uh, no, I've never. I know. In fact, to but you're like to make it, to make it even better, I was. <laughs> you're gonna love this. Uh, recently, uh, a friend of ours was moving, and we were helping her get stuff for her new condo she was moving to, and she wanted a wall mount for the TV that she was buying. So we're at Best Buy, and she was opting to buy the TV at Best Buy because she had a gift card at Best Buy that she was going to use, but it wasn't enough to cover the whole TV or a, a wall mount. And so we were getting the TV, and the guy that was helping us was like, do you need a wall mount for it? I can show you what we have. So he starts showing us, and I was like, oh, I can get this one on Amazon for about half the price. <laughs> and he just kind of looked at me, and he was like, so is there anything else you need today? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what to tell you, man. You, you're, you're twice the price of Amazon. I'm going to order it on the internet. Like, It's a weird amount of brand loyalty. So, um, Oh, man, yeah, that's yeah, so I think, funny. I think that's a big part of it is just... You know, it, the the store can be the showroom, and then people are going to order online. So, so something like the Amazon bookstore, the actual bookstore, works really well, especially with books where you on online you only get a sample of a couple pages, or maybe you're not like the type of person who likes to read on the internet or write on a computer screen. You want a physical book, but you don't want to mm-hmm. commit to a book until you know more about it. Now it gives you a place to go and like preview it, like this a, is like a library. <laughs> So where you can go in and like pre- preview the book before you buy it. You know what? That's nine dollars. I may never get oh, back. Man. I love the idea that somebody goes to the library to preview a book. Like it seems so absurd today. Like especially when you've got. But that and that's. I, I know it makes total sense. It's just funny how much it's changed. And it's, it's something people used to do. They would go. They I remember would doing book, it. They would look I at it. I remember doing and, it. And you and could then, go to. But you could but also you could check go, out the book. Right. <laughs> so I guess there's that difference. If only it was a place where I could get books for free. <laughs> I could like preview them and then take them home and read. Read them. Nothing in life. I'd, I'd be willing to bring it back. Man, it's like I, I would pay for a membership. Actually, I would only do it if it was free. <laughs> oh God, it's free. Well, Chase, I have bad news about oh your taxes. <laughs> so, so that that brings me to the uh, the next the next iteration of this Amazon bookstore. When is the Amazon well, wait, library you coming out? You know, for a hundred dollars a uh, year, you get, uh, they get infinite streaming no, TV free with and video, and free with you also Prime. get. They have they have Kindle Unlimited shipping, and you also, and then every book will have a dash button on the back that allows you to buy it once you finish oh, reading it. After you finished reading it, you have to buy a dozen though. It's only yeah, right, you have to buy a dozen. Um, I um, no Kindle Unlimited is the service. It's right? interesting that, that that Nordstrom is leaning pretty heavily into that showroom idea, where like the idea is that you buy basically online like you select the things you want you go in there to try it on and then try the things that are similar but like the intent is to go in there with the idea that you've already well, you purchased know, or you're going to with the thing that you've got one of the things that really enables too is like look at how massive a nordstrom or a macy's 
or Lord and Taylor or Saks. Like, look how massive of a store they are, and how much of that is just because they have to have inventory and they have to have right like, for any one dress they have to have say eight sizes and they have to have multiple of each size. And so all of a sudden, just it's just hugely inefficient. So much of it is just product. Yeah. And that, and that you have to keep all of that looking nice. Like even if they could just have a giant warehouse in the back, and then a small showroom. It's like here's this dress, here's this dress. Which dress do you want? In which size? Now go sit over here, enjoy a coffee. We'll bring it out. Yeah, to exactly. You. Yep. That, that you can start to to transition it. So again, it feels more. It, it feels more luxury, more high class. Um, like you look at some of these like these high end retail brands. Where they'll have one pair of boots on the shelf here, and one pair of shoes on the shelf here, and a purse here, and uh, whatever else over here. And they have a whole bunch in the back, but out on the floor, they only have one of each because they want to really have you focus on, look at how pretty this thing is all on its own, not cluttered by everything else. You know what it is? It's a transposed footlocker. Right? Like, you take footlocker and and then shift it, right? (laughs) Because that's exactly what that is. You're not wrong, but I think the the fine people at Hermes would disagree with you strongly. <laughs> <laughs> this is also this is a bordering into like the Tesla territory for the sh- if we're talking about shopping experience all up, right? Like Absolutely. you go, they have a small storefront. You make an appointment, you get a custom like you have this like one on one experience. That's a it's a different thing, right? It's a big purchase. There's some other things that are going into it, but but it's it's the same mentality of. Of I don't have to go, but I think of like Nordstrom is the car. I know. Of this is why car lots are because, because waste. And I wish because they, they have fifteen, fifteen of the exact same car in slightly different, uh, you know, options or colors or whatever, yeah. with or without tinted windows, with or without sunroof, with or without navigation. Now they've got six models of the exact same car, all in yeah, black. Exactly. And and it's like okay, so, well that doesn't help. I like because if if it's not the exact one you want, they got they're gonna have to order the one you want. Or you settle for something that's not the one you want. Whereas Tesla, they have one Model S and one Model X on on Maybe, display, yeah. and then typically and typically the chassis because they want to show you how all the batteries fit underneath Ooh, on battery. the wall Ooh, to be space motor. Motor. Well, it depends yeah. on the store. <laughs> so um, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. who would have predicted? Who twenty years ago would have predicted that the future was going to hold with the luxury shopping experience being in person and the everyday shopping experience being? I don't online? think that that's bore out, but yeah, you're right. Nobody. That's. I think that's, I think that's clearly where it's going. Maybe though. I. I'm still. I, I'm not convinced that something. Okay, like if you. So we're doing the thing where we're talking about like generalization, but we're like, who are the actual Nordstrom shoppers? Like, who are your high engagement shoppers? Who are the people that spend money and actually return there? The people who and, spend a lot, I would guess. And, right, exactly. And do the, are those people okay with not the, without the instant gratification of going to the section that they like to pick the thing that they want? Like, do they prefer the person in the middle that potentially increases their in-store time and l- reduces their instant gratification of picking out the thing? Like, I'm not saying that they won't. I just think there's a, there's a clear open question that while us normies, right, uh, people who are going to do this like sort of haphazard shopping and we really like the, the normal shopping experience of being online and maybe we like the novelty of going to Nordstrom's, the people who actually are the bread and butter of Nordstrom's, are they okay with it? I mean clearly I know that Nordstrom is a, is a big company. They're well-resourced. They've got research. Like my guess is that they must if they are going forward with something like this. But I just think they're fair open questions to have when you're thinking about who your actual population is. Well, and I think I think a store like Nordstrom or or Saks or something like that, especially because the the customer base can be all the way from like your average 
young, not super wealthy man or woman, all the way up to a super wealthy, like like yeah. elitist, elitist, whatever. Like because the range is so wide, they can do these kind of things as an experiment because they're not going to do it in every store, right? They're going to take the one that's on Fifth uh, Ave in New York City and they're going to test it there and say, actually, Here's you know our, what's crazy about our this? Biggest spenders or whatever. And what's really smart for them is they have. They hadn't been taking their old stores and converting them. They have been buying up little shops, uh, putting Nordstrom branding on them because they don't have. They can have the warehouse be somewhere else in the city. All exactly. it has to do is arrive on time, which means they can do a lot of these and potentially make up for lost revenue by just having your, sheer volume. Your, it's it's the Amazon Whole Foods thing. Your, your, yeah. You use something as a storefront, or the bookstore thing. You're using something as a storefront that's serving multiple functions and one of those functions is just a access point for your customers to the warehouse that exists somewhere yeah, can you, else. So you could like yeah. easily imagine I like, had a bus stop or something, right? There's like a, a kiosk that's like shares a wall with the edge of a bus stop or something, right? And you step into it and it does like you do like some machine vision, grab you, and then like you have a menu of like it, it just throws a suggested outfit at you, right? And like try this out now at Nordstrom's down the block. I hate it. I'm just saying, like, you could imagine that, right? Is that the Amazon, the the bedroom spy cam thing? I don't know what that is. The, uh... uh, What is it called? Look. The look is the one with the camera, I think. There's so many that they want It, like, appraises your outfit and gives you a... Oh, yes, I've seen this. Yes. The the Amazon service A rating on the Likert scale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, I hate this so but, much. But I'm Ooh. saying you could imagine that but it also being, makes Amazon face. But think about how cheap that engagement yeah. point is, right? Like instead of buying a banner ad on the side of the bus stop, you just buy the space to do this thing. And then you have these little stores peppered, right? Like every there's yeah. one within a quarter yeah. mile in the city or something. That's a super cool business model, actually. I'm just I saying like also, you could imagine. It's also yeah. So there's the that makes me think of the um the Volvo like trunk yeah, delivery exactly. service. Exactly. Uh, is, that the one? Um, is that the one where they can like pull up and like they'll put your stuff in your the trunk. delivery person can put it in the trunk and they get like a yeah, one time entry exactly. thing? Yeah. I think that's really yeah, cool. Well, yeah. so, so have you guys have you guys seen the Amazon Locker thing? Yeah. thing? Have you guys used that I ever before? Uh, I know because I, I have a physical address, so Right. They ship things directly yeah, but to me. Places right. Don't ship to PO boxes, right? So this is a real service. Like this has right. value. Right. And not just that, but also for returns, it can be really convenient mm, because you can go drop something uh, in a locker. Oh, that is really convenient. Okay. Instead of having to find a UPS store or USPS, like I can go to like the local grocery store and they have yeah. a little bank of Amazon lockers and I can go in. You have your phone there. It gives you a code. You punch in on a thing. The door opens. You put whatever it is in and then somebody else comes and picks it up. And now I don't have to worry about, you know, going out of my way to do something. Right. And, right. And so it almost feels like that's kind of the same thing where like they don't have to have the storefront or everything else because I have a place where I can go and get the thing that I need without having to have anybody deliver it to my house or go through couriers or whatever. And I know their Amazon, especially with their logistics is, you know, they're contracting freaking Uber yeah. drivers to deliver or whatever it is. Some guy showed up in a, a Mercury Cougar the other day, <laughs> dropped off a package. And I was like, what? Yeah. Why, are, why is this car? Super sketchy. They, yeah. They, they, they contract these, these outside, like task people well it's, it's kind of like yeah. a task grabber, but it, it's, there's like companies that do this where all they do is license out people to go and run packages for amazon so a package will make it like to the warehouse 
in the Chicago area, and then they'll drive to the warehouse and they'll grab, say, a dozen packages and throw them in the back of their car that are all for the same kind of neighborhood, and then they just have a little checklist and they just go spot to spot to spot to spot and drop off each one and they get a paycheck and get paid mileage or whatever. But they just drive in their own personal cars because the lift of digital retail, right? Exactly. It's 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 replacing UPS and FedEx and whatever with Uber. I love the basically. I love the idea that that were like yeah put it th- i love this amazon bookstore idea like where it's custom like digital retail experience nordstrom <laughs> personal shopping but you know what i can't be bothered to get my own groceries so i'll pay someone to go physically go get that right like, <laughs> like it, we have a weird amount of options right now right like we're tr- we're really trying to figure this out i think we'll look back at this time and be like oh, what the hell boy. was going on in 2017 i already feel like that i got to find this thing it's um this article that presupposes that like all these new companies basically just do the things for millennials that their moms used to do. <laughs> um, you know, like there was the, there's a, there's the a laundry, laundry applications, right. Where they come pick the it up and do it for you and bring it back. The Hello fresh. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, it's, it, it's funny that these things exist, but I also think that you know, as you look at how the economy is shifting and everything is going online, like, People still have to have jobs and still have to have things to do. So some of this, I feel like, is just people fabricating jobs out of things that they they have to do anyway. Yeah, it's not the just, worst idea. Just so they can get a paycheck. And so, so it's right. like, how, how do you stimulate the economy? Well, everybody just pays each other to do the work they don't want to do. Ser- I mean, this is not a bad idea. This is a great approach. It's how you build software, right? Like, you watch how somebody does something. You, you like, actually go, observe how they're currently using something. You see what holes exist, what they're doing that they don't want to do. And then you offer a solution that's easier, potentially faster, cheaper, all those things, right? So this is just the human version of that, which is bizarre and make it, but it does right. make sense conceptually. I have, can't find this article, but I did find the apps designed to keep your teen under control. Disney Circle. Uh, mm, I hate seriously about that. No, you, no, not the Disney Circle. Just the idea that you'd want to keep oh, your oh, teen oh, under control. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of. Um, I think there's a lot of solutions trying to – I think there's a lot of people trying to create solutions that are not the best solutions. Oh, I think there's real problems, right? Like I think like (laughs) – like I think naughty teenagers are real problems in different senses, right? But like the solutions that someone's coming up with, they're just like, hey, here's the third best solution. It's turnkey, so just buy our app, right? Versus like parent differently. (laughs) Anyway, that's my own – I think that's it. I think we've we've beaten this one into the ground. So – don't do anything. Pay for everything. Go to the store for personal experiences that you will probably not buy, and then go home and order, or then order off Amazon as you walk to your car. Uh huh. Uh huh. You can find show notes for this week's episode at interface.fm/slash fifty-nine. And while you're there, find links to all of our social things. Um, find links to the Reddit. Find links to past episodes make sure you're subscribed to the show and we'll be back uh next monday or a monday in the future if next monday doesn't happen (laughs) i think we really got to change that it's just got to be and we'll be back again someday like frosty the snow this economy so much.
you hit the task economy, dude. It this yeah, that's like the, the task economy. This like it all just pushes. I mean, task is it's it's not even the task economy. It's the time economy, right? It's all subservient to time being your resource, which makes sense well, because like yeah. we don't need to, money doesn't need to be the thing, right? Like yeah, but it also has it, it's further division between people who can afford to provide these services and the people who can't and have to do the service because they can't. Yeah, I'm, them. I'm not disagreeing. It's just where it feels like it's moving. 